0: hey welcome to the x podcast we're excited to have you with us and once again i've got my co-host russ moore with the greatest last name ever it's been a while it's been a while what is that we doing cheers what are we doing now cheers okay my water and your coffee is that what's in there yeah, it's gone. I thought it was an Irish Bailey's cream. Irish coffee. Oh, Listen, I thought it was Irish coffee. They are known for their Irish coffee. Okay. Well, very big about it. Let's hear all about it. So, okay. this is what I wanted to do today for an episode. Mm-hmm. We're recording kind of a couple of them back to back. And um, I wanted to have an episode where we could talk about your trip. Because you were telling me some things about your trip. And I was like, some of this is very fascinating. Um, but you just got back from a 30 day trip to Ireland. <laughs> 30 day trip. Sorry, oh. I take it back. You got back from four days of debauchery in Vegas. <laughs> uh, and you told me that you only spent two of those days in prison. Yeah. Four, uh, they let you out, two in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Um, true, no. So you, got, you went to yeah. Vegas for four days to celebrate magic and 90s rock. 80s rock? Not 90, 90s. 90s punk rock. 2000 yes. punk rock. Yeah. Green Day. Reenday was not there. They'll be there next year. Okay. So let's let's take a little journey on your whirlwind. Okay. You went to Vegas first. Okay. So so to set
1: it up, in January, uh, for those that, I don't know, are on Instagram, I, I, probably most people followed it. There was something called When We Were Young that became a phenomenon, at least in branding. And When in, We Were It's called the When We Were Young, and it is a punk rock festival featuring... I mean, 2000s, we're talking, some people will know what I'm talking about, My Chemical Romance. Okay, yeah. Uh, New Found Glory, Boys Like Girls, uh, We the Kings, We the, the Kings Starting up. Line. Yeah, I mean, all, all of these infamous punk rock bands. Boys Bass. Like Girls, I don't know. Some Some of which were touring, some of which haven't toured in five to ten years. And they all descended. And so some of my best friends from down south were like, we have got to get on the t- on the countdown to get these tickets. This is a once-in-a-lifetime event okay and it's in Vegas and so we were on the phone I still remember I was in Chillicothe we waited while we're on the phone when it hit zero we pressed some we pressed click well the thing is the problem is this thing went viral internationally and sold out instantly they ended up adding two more days that weekend and then a whole nother weekend which all sold out instantly wow. my friends never got tickets and even came through Mine, a week later, I got word, you got an up- had come for the last day of the final weekend. That That's how much it sold out. And we're talking about tens of thousands of people. It's like Taylor Swift breaking Ticker, mess, ticker it Master. It really was like that. Honestly, p- 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 part of it, we were kind of concerned this is going to be like the Fire Festival. And it was a uh, scam. Oh, it was man. a lot of concern. Uh, but anyways, I had spent an ungodly amount of money on these tickets. I will not disclose how much. I will tell you. No, no I <laughs> won't. And, and, and part of me is like, you know what? I, they're you not. They're non-refundable. You sold your car to buy it. No, I didn't. That's not. what you told my car to buy it. Oh. You are being rushed right now. <laughs> um, but non-refundable <laughs> festival of a lifetime. Although now it's not of a lifetime because it went so well. They're going to add. They're doing it again next. Are year. they really? Yeah. In fact, they're doing um, an Hemos not dead cruise. Are they?
0: they <laughs> no. They're doing it. I spy. I know. I know. I Matt Cutshall. Hey, he's amazing. Br- br- he's That's, so funny. I didn't know he actually performed. Oh, so he was there. I know. He was
1: kind of helping lead the way on and he performed. Uh he performed on the cruise. He did not actually end up performing at the festival. Oh, at least not the one I was okay. at. Okay. Um, well, so, yeah, no, that's different. So so anyways, um, I was like, well, okay, I already have these tickets. It would have been more fun with friends, but I've not been to Vegas since I was in middle school. Really? So, yeah, so I might as well plan it, and it was summer. so fun. I was probably the only person, not that there's anything wrong with doing this. I just ended up not. uh was the only person that was in Vegas for four days didn't play a single slot machine or have a single drink. Mm. <laughs> I was probably the only person in Vegas for 4 days uh that didn't do any of that stuff, but it was amazing. You righteous
0: man. I'm not saying that you rightfully right- got real- No, movie? I know. Yeah, cuz you know I don't like slot machines, but maybe blackjack. Um no, Yeah, but but part of it
1: was you know, I I really invested since I was going to be there 3 or 4 days. I invested in some things that really interested me. Yeah. So I'm in Vegas, it is the entertainment capital of the world. And let me just say this, for all of the debauchery and and uh craziness and at times sleaziness of, you know, the reputation of Vegas, the actual strip itself it's is not, it's not bad at all. Incredibly no, beautiful. It is. It's sparkling. It's because it's the entertainment capital of the world. It is pristine, it's brand new. The lights, the buzz, the energy. They've cleaned and, and up a lot. And it's tropical. I mean, it's
0: only two hours from L.A. It is West Coastish. It's not two hours from L.A. It's about five hours. I've made the drive. It's about five hours. Oh, it's two hours from Death Valley. Yeah, it's five, I, it's yeah. five hours. So I did. No, we, it's, it's four that, hours. It's four hours. Four, of, four to five. We did. Our, it, we did it one year. We rented a car yeah. from Vegas and we drove to LA and we stayed yeah. overnight. And a lot of people do it on the beach. So the, the the point is, like, it is beautiful. It's yeah. tropical, but it is dazzling. Yeah. And
1: honestly, one of my favorite night, one of my favorite times, was just walking the strip. I love night. it. It's insane. Um, and so really, I I kind of you know I took it a little bit easy during the day. I found my favorite coffee shop. This would not interest some people. And I worked and kind of just relaxed a little bit during the day because at night I had spent money on some things I was really excited about. Yeah. So I, nerdy side of me, I love the wonder of professional magic. I love magicians. So I, the first night I went to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant and then straight to That was see, magic? Oh. The, no, but, but that yeah. I was excited about. And then straight to see David Copperfield. Yep. Unbelievable! Yeah. It was a dream. The next night, I went to the pizza place that you recommended. What, it wasn't that one, but how was they, it? They, you know, they, they, they the said same. it was 90% the same. It was? They said it was 90% the same. Was it good? It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't. I didn't think it was amazing. It, it, it wasn't? Was pretty good, but it, it wasn't bad. Mm. Um, and then I went and saw David Blaine, mm-hmm. which is so interesting. David Blaine David Copperfield's show were like night and day. They're so uh, different, yeah. but amazing in their own ways. And then the next day was the Hunger Festival from i mean sun up to sundown i mean this is four stages 100 bands from 10 a.m to 11 p.m 11 30 p.m talk about audio fatigue i mean it was i will say i left an hour early i was just like okay but it was incredible and the next day i went to city lights vegas David chavez uh incredible church there in the city and then flew i thought i was going straight from atlanta to ireland but flew to atlanta had a day and a half met my dad on tuesday and then, and then flew to ireland Okay, so all of that just to get to Ireland. All that just to get to Ireland. Yeah, and to be honest, Ireland kind of like Iceland. Pretty was, boring. <laughs> yeah, was a little bit ugly. Or my dad's bucket list than mine. Mm. I was looking forward to. It. I've always wanted to go to Ireland, Scotland, whatever, but Ireland exceeded all my expectations. It was one of the most beautiful countries, mm. one of the richest cultures, one of the most. Fa- it, 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 it exceeded my expectations. Yeah, it honestly. there's a part of me and this is we've discussed this before it's a slight difference of me and my dad i love the scenic beauty of city of mountains but i like a combination i in in a perfect world there's a little bit more of urban delight there's a little bit more of cosmopolitan uh seeing some of the biggest cities in the world and experiencing that and there's just not a ton of that in ireland i mean dublin
0: is big in its own right ish i've been to dublin it's only about 30 (laughs) minutes from here oh yeah yeah. Uh, not Dublin Ireland. Oh, not Dublin. And then Dublin. Belfast We really like Belfast.
1: But but Ireland, I knew this. Yeah. It's not really known for that. But honestly, the culture mm-hmm. and everything more than made up. See, I would it's one of those places I would go back to in a heartbeat. Really? I want to explore more of it. And it was I was telling you it's what, I think one of the reasons you want to have this conversation. It was fascinating. Yeah. There is so much to Irish culture. They are first off some of the most unforgettable characters, the people of Ireland. I mean, you see them portrayed in the movies. You have the the yeah. famous accents, but they are a. How did it go? Give us an accent. I'm so bad. Can I? be honest. I am so bad at, so at yeah, accent. But, but what it, you heard it. So what is? All right. We're going to. No, that sounds like a pirate. Okay. Uh, yeah. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um. But it's so, like some of them were richer than others. Oh, but, that's so good. But like for instance, so we had two different tour guides, and one of these guys. I mean, he was like, uh, like kind of one of the rough and ready, rough and tumble kind of characters. He was, um kind of a potty mouth, but he was hilarious, and he just was just no holds bar. And, he, and his first words were, if you're a minute late, I'm going to leave your uh, behind, so just make sure you're never late. And, I mean, he, but he just, like, I heard your accent starting to break out <laughs> a little
0: bit, and then I feel like you.
1: Yeah, okay. I heard but, a little bit. Um, but they're just, they're witty, they're hilarious, they're mm-hmm. dry. But then our other tour guide, he was a little bit more subdued, tall lanky man with a mustache he looked like he'd play a detective in some like Mm -hmm. london movie and he was just very the pink panther but look kind of like that but hilarious his his name um was oh my gosh what was it henry henry and and just unforgettable people but they're they're beautiful land beautiful landscape what's been filmed there let's let's okay um saving private ryan um, Harry, what part of Saving Private Ryan? Here, and, and this may not surprise anybody that knows me, but you
0: wrote down. I, I take, I collect as many facts as I do photos I think when I travel. I think it's a great idea. Um, I did that when I went to Israel. I probably wrote more than anything. Braveheart, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter,
1: Saving Private Ryan, Princess Bride, <gasps> all filmed. Princess Bride, it's one of my favorites. In Ireland, the the Cliffs of Insanity, I don't remember, oh, but Cliffs okay. of more. We went to Cliffs the Moore, we right? went to the Dark Hedges where they filmed a lot of the Harry Potter or the Game of Thrones stuff. Yeah. Um hey, but, Potter but It's just such a beautiful And of course You got the iconic castles You got Kilkenny yeah. Castle Went to mm. Went to Blarney Castle Kiss the, Blarn, oh, the, the Blarney Stone You know that famous Gotta kiss the Blarney Stone You ever heard of this?
0: No uh, maybe I have. It sounds kind of familiar. It's just this is this year tradition. So Whenever you're on an island, you have to kiss the blarney stone. So you and seven yes. seven million people have kissed the blarney stone. I was really year. concerned
1: about it, but when you go there, you there's Kobe. a person that before because they back. have to lean you back. You never seen this? No. no. They lean you back, you kiss the blarney stone for okay. good luck. But but, but I noticed Wait, they, wait, they, they lean you back? So is it up above your head? The, or kind like of or, you go to the top of a uh, castle, you uh, have to go to, it's you have to go to this, this top of this really arduous journey, go to the top of this castle. And then they lean you back into this crevice. And there's all these myths about why the stone is magical or whatever. And then they lean you back
0: to kiss it. But there's a guy there... That disinfects it between every person. So oh. that was good. That's good. That was good to see. I'm like, how many people have kissed this thing over the but years?
1: Kilkenny Castle. Um, there's all these different castles and iconic places. St. Patrick's Cathedral, mm-hmm. Trinity College Library. Look, literally, I'm not really a Harry Potter fan, but it looked like it was something out of Hogwarts. Ugh. Like, there's this college where all of these students are walking in and about, and then you. Then there's the Book of Kell, which is like a third century hmm. famous artifact in this kind of museum-like place. But then there's Trinity College Library, which looks like something out of a movie. It's surreal. You walk through, and there's these busts of all these famous like writers and poets and creators yeah. and innovators. And then it is a little library that looks like something off a movie with ladders that cascade books that are hundreds of years old. I mean, it, wow. it just That's cool. it, it feels surreal. Speaking of writers, that was another thing that fascinated me. Is so many famous writers either from Ireland or lived in Ireland. So you got Samuel Beckett, Oscar mm-hmm. Wilde, C.S. Lewis. So many. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. And that either lived there or from there. Of course, you got all of you got the Welsh revival to happen yeah. right around there. You have. I didn't know this, but the Delorean factory was from Ireland. Really? Uh, did you know that the Titanic was built
0: and sailed from Ireland? Well, that's not something I would brag about. Did you know that Halloween is from Ireland? Yeah. I did. Uh, I did know about did the Beggars' you know night and all the traditions that the, come from the there. The term hillbillies
1: is from Ireland because yeah, the right. Irish and the Scots. left. are you sure that's not from West Virginia? <laughs> no, they, I think I think that they made it famous. Oh, West okay. <laughs> <laughs> but the term is from there. I told you something that I I thought was really interesting. They have this famous drink in Ireland called mead. It's honey wine. Yeah, uh, they. You'll see them, a lot of people say they've seen them in festivals and Renaissance places around here, but. Uh, honey wine was given to newlyweds to mm. drink every night for the first month of marriage, in the belief that it would aid fertility. Mm. So, for the first moon of marriage, they would drink honey wine, thus, aka, honeymoon. That's where we get the term honeymoon mm. is from. Did you Ireland. taste it? I did. What's it taste like? It tastes what you think is really sweet, but it's, it's just like a sweet wine. It's, it's like, like a, it's like a white. It's like a white honeyed
0: wine, and they add honey to it. No. I guess. I guess, and I you guess they make it from honey. Yeah, I don't know. It's really? strong, though. Strong. Really? Mm-hmm. So you had honey wine. And you honey ward, Ireland. And did you go to Ireland? Did you go to Scotland? Did like, are they? Are they? I mean, you can cross right over, right? You or
1: can, know. did not. But I was telling you, there is things even geopolitically I had no idea. Like, I felt like an idiot. It made me feel better. You said you didn't know either. I didn't know. That because. Ireland is technically two different countries. Yeah. But the Republic of Ireland, which is in the south, which is predominantly Catholic when you go back to the wars and all that. Then you have Northern Ireland, predominantly Protestant, um, and that's where you have Belfast. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that the UK consists of Britain, Scotland, and Northern Ireland. So the South Ireland, which you think of where Dublin and a big part of Ireland is, is not part of the UK. The UK is Britain, Scotland, Northern
0: Ireland. And then the, what's outside of that is Wales. Yes. I believe that's what makes Great mm-hmm. Britain. Mm-hmm. I think it's the UK plus Wales isn't that yeah. correct it makes great britain for some reason that's what I, that's what i have in my head we'll need a, maybe yeah. lydia can fact check us on this i just
1: know that three countries technically yeah, make the up UK. the uk yeah england which britain yeah scotland northern ireland but it was a fascinating place uh so many cultural things obviously you know they're known for the irish music which is mm-hmm. so you know festive yep.
0: world-renowned um uh, irish but, dance we know i had a friend who um some of our friends their son was a national, I think he was a national champion Irish dancer, mm-hmm. and so they would have the worlds mm-hmm. a couple a couple times. The worlds maybe they're always there are held in Ireland. The world oh, competition wow. for it, and oh, so he's yeah. gone over and competed in the worlds over in Ireland. The That's last crazy. night we were there, we went to this little
1: like taste of Ireland thing where they brought out dinner and they brought dancers, mm-hmm. and it was the
0: it just was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was so fun. Yeah, it was so fun. And you were telling me how you spent most of your time in the pub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did not, but I will. I did tell you. You were telling me the pubs are different than what because I've been to Irish pubs a few times you, and not They're like the bangers and mash and uh, <laughs> what do so, they what do they make? Uh, um, th- but we have some Irish pubs around here. There's one in Pickerington. I like going to it. And the there's one. It's a the, great deal. Fido, I, I will
1: say this. You'll make fun of me. Just just uh, I was driving into Easton sunny night and I was like, where where, where do I want to go? You went to an Irish pub and I saw Fido, and I'm like, I'm gonna go into Fido for a yeah. minute. So, um, it's probably the same. Yeah, exactly the same. Well, I'll tell you about that in a second. But first, quickly, the food. Interesting fact. Um, the incredible food. Yeah, their their fish and chips are second to none, besides Iceland. And Iceland's the only place I've ever had better fish mm. and chips. Um, they're known for seafood chowder. It's incredible. Mm. Of course, they're they're a drinking country. Holy cow! Uh, that is all they do is drink. Mm. I mean, just drink, drink uh, Irish coffee in the morning, pints at lunch, uh, Guinness and Irish whiskey at night. So, so like, nothing strong. I mean, no, I mean, well, <laughs> their Irish whiskey is strong. Um, they so they drink strong. dark beers, dark beers, in Guinness. all yes. that, I, that's what you always think of when you. Is what you always think Irish. Um, but uh, this is interesting. They had a an like some sort of illness outbreak in the fifties with meat, and so it is to this day illegal to prepare burgers that are not well done. That's crazy? Really? It was very disappointing. Have about to be those. well done. They have to be well done. No medium. No medium. No you medium cannot prepare. legally prepare a burger in Ireland, really, unless what? Well, also, this is probably a good thing. Uh, locally, in the restaurants, it? they have to legally be able to tell customers where the source of all their food is from. So, cheese. This is from the farm, dairy farm of blah blah blah. This is from this. This really? produce is from here. They have to legally be able to tell, which is really probably, have to be able think... to, or they have to tell you. <laughs> Have to be able to tell you. They have to be able to. So they don't necessarily have to put it on the menu, but okay. if
0: somebody asked, they would have to, be able to have the knowledge to tell really? you this is where your food is from. Wow. It's really interesting. Could you imagine if we did that walking into a McDonald's? <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I'd like to know where this Quarter is from. Right. I mean- Yes. Dad, I don't even think it's possible. No. Not possible. Um, So you went- And you were telling me- this Yes. I okay. You were telling me that you went on a pub tour, <laughs> that you spent- <laughs> All day and night, going from pub to pub to oh, pub. Yeah. No, you told me you did. You said you went on this like tour, and you went to the pubs, and you said they're not like you yes. would imagine a pub here. We yeah. think of a pub is a bar. Yes, here. So and they're yeah. depressing. Yes. Yeah, so oh.
1: so, but before I ever went on the pub tour, the, one of the last nights there, I convinced my dad. We we had a night where we didn't have an excursion. Yeah. Kind of tour picked out, and uh, there was this tour called the pub tour. And early in the trip, when, you know, I'm taking all these notes learning about the culture of Ireland, one of the things they said that kind of seems like, well, duh, is they said one of the things Ireland is known for, of the many things it's known for, is spreading pub culture all over the world. Mm. And well, that's interesting. I never really thought about it like that. Obviously, in London and, and, and all over, you, now every country in the world, for the most part, yeah. not all, but most have some sort of bar scene. Is pub culture mean bars? Like, so, would bars well, come from that, too? I suppose, but I, I don't know because you have you have Western saloons yeah that but that but, but you know in Ireland of course there's so much fascinating history when you go back to even the Vikings and who all came over before and but anyways but for making the whole idea of coming together and enjoying community and a drink they yeah. they, they they spread that whole culture around the world so for me I always thought pub synonymous with bar you hear about a pub in America you're like oh it's probably like a bar but right maybe it's irish themed and they have guinness posters on the wall and i learned quickly that is not the case Mm. so they kept building up this thing so one of the nights we were in we were in dublin i was like well i'm just gonna walk you know because our hotel is in the city center of dublin and there was a really famous pub nearby that is known as one of the most famous pubs in the world Mm. and so sure enough i went around nine o'clock you couldn't even get in um which a lot of the pubs only nine o'clock, o'clock in the clock. morning, nine o'clock at night. Yes. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I want to walk through these pubs, and um, and so, anyways, I did, and I was telling you, I, words can't do justice to, the atmosphere of an Irish pub. Hmm. It is, not not to say that it's different than an American bar would be an understatement of the solar system. It is an atmosphere. I don't use the word a lot, but I think I told you it is one of absolute pure merriment. It is the it is the most festive, joyful, loud, friendly, fun atmosphere maybe that I have ever been in in my entire life. I think I told you <clears throat> one of the things that I immediately thought of in contrast when I thought of American bars. This is gonna be a bad. This is gonna be yes. way over stereotyped because yeah. sure. some people there's. Good places, There's great places to hang all over the country when you think of bars or, or even clubs in a healthy, I don't know. Anyways, but when you think of a lot of times, let me just say this, a lot of times in America when you think of like a really pulsing, energetic, crowded bar, a lot of times you, there is, after at least after being in Ireland, to me there is a sense, a deeper sense of, um, besides all the good things, Maybe a deeper sense of, I don't know if the right word is pride, maybe even a little bit of haughtiness from time to time of you, you you kind of think of, especially maybe, maybe more when you think of a club, you think of like guys walking in groups of guys, sizing each other up Mm. and kind of like judging each other. You think of people kind of acting tough or acting cool. You almost think of when you get to the darker hours of the morning, like maybe Mm. violence can spread or, or guys preying on girls or whatever. And again, that is a very bad stereotype that doesn't describe any bar in the country. And I'm not saying none of that would ever happen in Ireland because human beings are human beings, but the atmosphere in an Irish pub was a void of any of that silliness. The idea of somebody walking and str- strutting or trying to act cool in an Irish pub yeah. would have been laughed at. Like I'm telling you, I walk through there. You know, you know those pictures you see in like movies, those scenes of like guys their arms around each other yes. and they're just singing and holding, holding their, their like mugs and, and, up, and... and it doesn't seem real. Every Irish pub was like that times ten. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> I mean, groups of girls, uh, they're they're coming after work arms around each other standing singing at the top of their lungs happy why 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 was everybody so happy i don't know it's just well later on this is before and but honestly like i really i'm sure people eventually have too much yeah (laughs) but i'm telling you it was the like i bumped into a couple guys accidentally and it was just like oh lad, i'm so sorry how's your night going how are you what's your name like it was the friendliest It was it was void completely of pretense or arrogance yeah. or or trying to act cool. People were literally there for community, and, mm. and it was festive. It was cheerful. It was joyful. I don't know. It was the craziest That's thing I've ever experienced. And then later on, sure enough, our tour guide was talking. He said, yes, no matter. He said, I will never walk into a place in America that calls themselves a pub because it's not. He said, it takes generations to build this kind of atmosphere. I bet it does. And sure enough the the tour so to speak it, I don't even know if they called it a tour but really one of the last nights we were there my dad didn't want to go because you know he doesn't yeah he don't like to ever have anything to just that whole scene but he said uh, I was like let's just try it and they ended up taking us not even to one of the big city ones they ended up taking us to the country to this three hundred it was small a small three hundred year old pub right and they we picked up a guy along the way that they were that they had, relationship with that played the guitar played old irish songs Mm. told his stories he brought in one of his old bartenders and really just sang songs and talked and we sat in this place and soaked in the history and the atmosphere and Mm. the feel of just ireland and it was just epic it ended up being my one of my dad's favorite parts of the entire trip and the the pub pub. that's cool And and, and weird as i am i started thinking i was like Man, if an Irish pub has this level of joy yeah. and, and expectation and community, what should a church feel like? Yep. What should a church feel like?
0: It should feel like a pub. Be, a what? church should feel like an Irish change pub? Our name. Pub <laughs> Church. <laughs> church of the pub. Um speaking of church, yeah. I want to shift gears just a, a moment yeah. just because I, I wanted to the, you had mentioned something, but I want to make sure we had some time to talk about it. And um you had mentioned one of the things that fascinated you was um learning about the violence yeah that has happened. I want to say almost at least the perspective of you would say talking to people in the name of the church. Yes. So And that's been a long going feud. I even told you I was like, oh, orange and green. I mean, this is there's been a long going feud between the Catholics and the Protestants. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about hundreds of years and has been they've had seasons that have been very bloody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and very violent. Yes, um, and so you got to at least hear a little bit of history, and you got to hear something through the perspective of like one of your drivers or something. Yeah, and, and so when we were,
1: we we spent, you know, we went up through Galway, which is a fascinating town. Yeah, you could feel Ed Sheeran in your bones mm-hmm. on every street. Um, but we ended up going, yeah, crossing over into Northern Ireland and went to Belfast. And Belfast is just a fascinating city. And, and again, historically Southern Ireland, the Republic of Ireland is Catholic mm-hmm. and the North and which is now called Northern Ireland is Protestant. And there's just been uh, unbeknownst to me, a long contentious bloody history there. Yeah. And in Northern Ireland specifically, you know, we don't have time for the history lesson now, but I just learned all, all kinds of things about the IRA. Yep, All right. uh, it, it It is a it's a place historically of terrorism. Yep, and we saw even as we were driving into the city, where they used to have the snipers positioned, mm. and they used to make it so hard to even cross over into Northern Ireland, and would persuade people not to come because of the segregation, because of the violence, because of the hatred. Um, things got so bad they had to call England in. Uh, to help in some of the history of violence. And it, it, it's a long story. It's worth Googling or YouTube, YouTubing later. But even back into the 90s, uh, violence, there, there, there were these continuous resurgences yep. of violence in Northern Ireland. And in Northern, just kind of as a sidebar, they love us. They love the U.S. Bill Clinton's yep. the hero because Bill, Bill Clinton, Clinton, Clinton actually ended up Clinton coming Clinton. into the middle of this and saying something has it to just, change. Yeah. So there's U.S. flags everywhere in Northern Ireland. And, and, you know, just a couple other interesting sidebars is, yeah, so me and my dad ended up deciding to last minute to do this world-famous thing called the Black Taxi Tour. Okay. Which is these these people that grew up in Belfast in the middle of this violence, that mm-hmm. saw with their own eyes. There's these kind of old-fashioned taxis that are elongated with like seven or eight seats that face each other. And you can book a black taxi tour and these drivers will drive you around town and talk to you and they'll stop at these places at night and the historical places where maybe something tragic happened and they'll just talk you through it and I get you to ask questions. And, and it, it was just mind-blowing. I mean, they stopped us at a place where this lady really, a lot of Northern Ireland was inspired. You, you don't realize the reach of America, but Northern yeah. Ireland was inspired by Martin Luther King Jr. Mm. And when he was fighting through the civil rights and against and trying to desegregate uh, there that gave hope and a voice to these people in Northern Ireland that, hey, we need to. And so it was off of his speech. I have a dream that a lot of change started taking place in Northern Ireland and a lot of and honestly, they say the women won the war. They they, they balk Mm -hmm. against this whole thing of like, well, people went, you know, the famous wars over there. They're like, no, the women trained people to think different. The women would literally go out in the street when the IRAs coming down and form barricades and say, you're not going to stop us. And this one, he took us this one spot where this one woman in particular was leading this whole movement uh, against the IRA and against the terrorists. And when she finally got sick and had a surgery, which wasn't successful, people found out she was in the hospital, walked down the hospital and just shot her. I mean, there's, and he's he's talking us through it, but all of it, the, the tragic thing, Maybe the most tragic thing of all of this terrorism, because I think they showed us a street that they said was one of the most bombed streets in the history mm. of the world. I mean yeah. bombing. Bombing is what was common. I remember <coughs> bombings that. were so common in yeah. terrorism. But it's it shouldn't be when you think about this the um the Crusades, but the the most infuriating, bewildering thing was all of this violence was because of Protestants against Catholics. Yeah. Even today in in Belfast, there is a high suicide rate uh, among young men. There are still, to this day, 16-foot walls in the inside of the city. There are still curfews. And all of it going back, this bloody violence between Protestants and Catholics. The Catholics are against Protestants. Protestants are against Catholics. And over and over again, the taxi driver just kept saying, yeah, we try to make progress, but the church.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he just kept saying the church. And he started getting at me. And mm-hmm. finally, I just... At the end of it, I just, me and him had kind of just a private moment I just started asking him questions and trying to plant seeds of, yeah. w- without sounding arrogant, hey, I think this whole part of Europe for several hundred years has completely misunderstood what the church even means. And I know that sounds arrogant for me, you know, white American coming over there and saying that, but I think I have room to say that because I don't get to decide what the church means and America doesn't get to decide what the church means. And Ireland doesn't get to decide what the church means, and Protestants don't get to decide what the church means, and Catholics don't get to decide what the church means. Only the one who started the church, you know gets to decide what the church means. Yeah, Jesus started the church. Jesus is the one that established and said, "This is my body that is going to continue to carry on the acts that I did on this earth." The book of Acts, where the church started, is literally called not the Acts of the Apostles, but the Acts of Jesus Christ through the Apostles, because it was the continuation of what he did. And what did he do? He refused to politicize. He refused to impose through legal power or government or kingdom. He refused to hate. All he did was love, lay his life down, serve, and change the world through a revolution of love. And I basically tried to find a moment to tell this taxi driver, I don't care how ornate or religious the building looks or how fancy or religious the language. Anybody that does the opposite of what Jesus says, it's not a church. Yeah. It's an institution. It's a political movement doing evil in the name of God. Mm. But just because the name of God is used doesn't mean it's of God. And, uh, and, and it just really fired me up. And, and we were yeah. beginning this series at our church called, this is us. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I, did a rally Sunday and I just read Isaiah 61. This is why Jesus came. He says, I've come, I've been anointed to preach good news. Yeah. So if your movement or your life isn't preaching good news, you you may be a lot of things, but you're not the church, right. um, bring good news to release those who were oppressed, not to oppress, yeah. to free people from yeah. darkness, to set people free, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim that. So anyways, I'm on a tangent now. Yeah. It just, it fired me
0: up. Yeah.
1: Because I think there's been a lot of things done in the name of the church, and I don't care if there's a million people, part of an organized thing called the Catholic Church or the Protestant Church, the church isn't a building. You preached during an ensemble series about yeah. how Kirchges and German buildings, how... Church didn't even become associated with the building until the third century. Um, But the church, the ecclesia, is a group of called-out ones on mission to be the love of Jesus in the world. And, anyways, yeah, uh, no, it's my turn. It
0: just i I thought it's interesting that the perspective that people have of the church. Yeah, and wherever you go, you're always going to run into people that are going to have a perspective of the church, and it's just sad that we have there's so many. The church is not perfect the church is never going to be perfect because mm-hmm. it's full of imperfect people but yeah. it's just sad sometimes the the um it's sad kind of the commentary that is that people have mm-hmm. of jesus and because of what has been in the name of organized religion have done things that i feel like right. vehemently oppose yeah everything jesus stood for yeah and even i mean we see it and we've talked about it before but even just this this mixing of uh politics and religion yeah. so that's what's fascinating like mm-hmm. i i, I know a little bit about the the war that's happened there for a long time and it, there has always been this protestant and catholic northern and southern and it's almost been like a civil war yeah. that has had religion tied to it mm-hmm. but it's none of that has been reflective of who Jesus is or what yeah. the church is supposed to be about yeah and so it's almost like it's it, it seems like culturally and maybe every so often, maybe every generations or whatever that sometimes it feels like the church needs a rebrand mm-hmm. that that, that yeah. not because the church is needs to change and what it's doing, but mm-hmm. its perspective or maybe those who claim and and it's uh, it's a challenging uh, season because mm-hmm. I think, you know, there are a lot of things that we try to do mm-hmm. to impact the communities to do good, to do things, to represent his love. But we also have to understand that the church is the most, is such a unique thing is there's anybody can mm-hmm. affiliate with the church. Yeah. And there's so many, uh, dispersions of what that looks like and anybody can affiliate and, mm-hmm. and so. I think, uh, sadly enough, and we we just I'm constantly trying to communicate mm-hmm. this go against this idea of I go to church versus I am the church, yes. and yet there are people who go to church mm-hmm. and they tell it you know I go to church I go to church here but then they, yeah. they live nothing yeah. like Jesus yeah. and I'm not I mean I'm not perfect and I don't live like Jesus all the time and that but but are not striving yeah. let me just say that to yeah. live like Jesus yeah, it's one thing between it's one, it's one thing to be
1: imperfect it's another thing to put a bad taste in pe- someone's mouth for who Jesus is yes. Um, I think I told you, I, it was, it was such an interesting trip these the last couple weeks. And I told you one of the most interesting thing was I probably had some of the most stimulating, invigorating faith conversations mm-hmm. that I've had. What are you doing? Oh, my jacket was falling. I, heard, oh. I thought I heard something. um, most like invigorating, like faith conversations, talking to people about Jesus. Yeah. Then I have, then I've. That I've had just in normal everyday life, and it's mm-hmm. just in, in Vegas, and this young Uber driver asking me questions about Jesus, and then the last night, the reason I bring this up, me and my dad ended up in a conversation with this older couple that fourth generation Jewish. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I think people are really turned off by the bad representation of church, but really actually hungry for spiritual reality. Yeah, and it was just, it fascinated me how many people conversations I didn't try to get into, but the people were asking questions and this. Lady just kept asking questions about Jesus and bring this up because one of the questions she asked is, Well, then why didn't the she have the Jews follow him? And I basically just said, I'll I'll edit out my real answer, but I I in so to speak, I said, Well, everything that you probably are turned off by in America is what the disciples wanted Jesus to do. Mm-hmm. They wanted Jesus to get in bed with politics. Yeah. And he refused. Yeah. they Kept saying, "Will you restore the kingdom at this time? Will you help us overthrow Rome? Will you?" Yeah. they wanted him to use his spiritual power yeah. to bring political power to mm-hmm. to get influence and set the record straight and impose what they wanted. Yeah. And help leverage their lives, yeah. and he refused. And I, I I think one of the many bad misrepresentations in the the church in the West there's many, there's hypocrisy, there's, there's, you know, moral failings of leaders. There's the imperfections of all of us. I love J.K. Chesterton, my favorite philosopher, this one, one, time, this famous newspaper editor in London said, what's wrong with the world? And J.K. Chesterton wrote back and said, dear sir, I am what's wrong with the world. Sincerely, GK, (laughs) and I love that. Yeah, the humility and honesty. Yeah. Well, what's the if Russ Moore wants to start with the things that's wrong with the world, I need to start with Russ Moore. Yeah, I agree. Let's start with Russ Moore. (laughs) I'm what's wrong with the world. Um, but I definitely think one of them is the church getting involved with politics Mm. and thinking that's the way. Yeah, that doesn't mean our faith and our moral conscience shouldn't inform. Yeah, it doesn't mean people there shouldn't be people of faith in In politics. politics. Right. At all, but it does mean we should not conflate the two. When that happens, I think I think it's toxic. Yeah, and I told you it's interesting. Back in the last couple of years, there's this campaign called He Gets Us that is it started. It's a hundred million dollar campaign wow. <laughs> aimed at representing Jesus, mm. and they're doing ads and billboards, and they actually did one of the Super Bowl. Yeah, and um, I remember And this whole that. thing called it's this whole thing said trying trying to especially towards millennials and Gen Z to say. Hey, you've had this impression shoved down your throat that yeah. God is, but that's not Jesus. If yeah. Jesus loves us. He gets us. And I've not looked a ton into it. I don't, I don't know, you know, how faithful it is to scripture. It sounds good, but, but really the best rebrand is uh rebranded lives that from the inside out are authentic and genuine. And what was it? Paul said that an aroma, an aroma that actually yeah. smells like Jesus, yeah. a spirit that actually feels like Jesus a life that's not perfect, but is authentic and is enamored and wrapped up in God until Mm -hmm. God begins to ooze out of us.
0: And people say, what is it that's different about you? Yeah, I agree. I think that uh, the church will always have um, different expressions of it. And people have different experiences Mm -hmm. with the church. And what I, what I always hope and I know we don't always get it right and you know there's people that leave and get mad because either they don't get what they want or whatever I hope mm-hmm. it's never because of how we treated them mm-hmm. you know but I I hope that we at least here in our context can be about restoring or rebranding church for people yeah and it's yeah. not even about church the the sad reality is the church exists to be a witness of Jesus yeah And so uh, what's, what's sad is, and when even people say the church, the church, the church, which Mm -hmm. I guess I'm glad if, if somebody's going to take the fall for all this, it would be an entity that people blame called the church rather than Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. But I think the whole idea is that the church is really just supposed to be the reflection of Jesus on earth. And the sad reality is that whenever the church is brought into, whether it's for political purpose or it's brought into it, and just the ills of humanity Mm -hmm. that has we've seen the black eyes Mm -hmm. of the church and the things um i I, i'm grateful that over 2000 years of history the church is still shining yeah even though there are people that have this perspective Mm -hmm. and so one of the cool things that you were telling me is that on this trip you got to have some individual encounters with people they're asking questions about jesus but i think at the same time you can they will hopefully have a different perspective of the church because of an encounter with someone who's part of the church. And yeah. that's, I hope people have that with us. I hope that yeah. people that have been disenfranchised by the church in the past. Mm-hmm. My hope is that they would encounter a church that tries to live like Jesus and yeah. love like Jesus and serve like Jesus and give like Jesus yeah. that when they encounter that, they would say, okay, now that's something that I, yeah. I can appreciate. Yeah. That's something I love. And so I think we all, does the church need a rebrand? Well not because of jesus but because of maybe what we've done in culture but i think the way we rebrand church as you said i think we have to rebrand ourselves yeah i think everywhere i go i'm an extension of the church yeah
1: it's just so it's
0: and man i'm the
1: first that's guilty yeah it's so easy to like um not that you need to quote unquote be on 24 7 but i just think more people watch us than we realize and i think like I don't know. I want more and more to be someone who's so full of life mm-hmm. that wherever I go, people can see and taste that life. Yeah. I mean, I've, I, I, you know, gritty example last night, I'm walking into the lifetime gym and you know, there's times I'm just like, it's the end of the day. I'm tired. I'm walking in. You're crabby. Someone's checking me in. I'm never, Oh, I'm, I mean, I feel, I'm always polite, but I'm just, at times I'm just like, okay. Yeah. Hey, and I'm just not really engaging. Not really I mean, engaged, and, then, and there's this sweet, <laughs> this sweet cute little girl is at the front, and, and she's always so peppy, and, and at times I'm like, I, I need, oh, okay, I need to engage more. I'm just so tired. I'm walking yeah. in, and then last night, I'm, I'm wearing scary face shirt, and she goes, oh, hey. She goes, is is your pastor, he, he he wrote that book? And I was like, yeah, have you read it? She goes, I haven't read it, but he preached in my church two weeks ago, and man, it was so great, and we all loved him so much, and I'm just like, Immediately, I'm like, I'm like oh, I, yeah. I'm happy, cheerful, <laughs> and
0: I, I'm like, yeah, a great, a great reminder, you know, that everywhere God. I, yeah, I, I hate to like the thought of like being on because I don't want to be fake, right? I want it yes. to be me all the time, but we're not always. We don't always have the best mood. We don't have that, right? But I do, I do well, want awareness. Like, I want, yeah, yeah, awareness that every interaction that I have, I am representing more than me, right. I always tell it to yes. people when they come here and they want to be a part of them, like, you represent Jesus. Yeah. You represent this church. Right. Because people know and yeah. you post or you do this. They know who you are. They know where you go. Right. And so let's, let's. it's not, I just, I just wish we could get this, I wish we could get this message out. The church is not about religion. It's not about the rules. It's not about all these things, but it's literally a group of people who hopefully try to live like Jesus. Yeah. And we might mess up, but we're going to, we should own it when we mess up and we should try to, we should try to correct it, and we wanna to try to live like Jesus and represent right. Jesus. And that should be all it really is, is a community right. trying to do that and help people yeah. you know, come to find uh, that same hope that we found. And yeah. it, it's just sad when I think about, even just I think about church in America in the last 20 years, 30 years, and I can just think of incident after incident after an incident, um, we are failed and flawed. But um, I was gonna say, I'm really, one of the things that is crazy is that 2,000 years is still here. Mm-hmm. And we're still going to try to do good. And so I love the fact that you spoke up, that you said, I know that you think that's the church, but from my perspective, that's not the church and that no. never has been the church. Yeah. And religion is not the church. Politics is not the church. Politics and religion is not the answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is not the answer. No. It What they, I believe, what the answer is that the world needs more than anything else to see is they need to see Jesus through us. Yeah. A genuine
1: move uh, of, of just, Jesus people filled with love and I'm just gonna say it filled with power yeah that 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 first group of ragtag followers of Jesus turned the entire world upside down yeah not only did they not have any political power but they were politically hunted yeah but through radical generosity and I'm just going to say it I know this may sound weird depending but through supernatural power they had they had something of substance with God mm-hmm. and they were on a radical urgent mission. Yeah. Uh to turn the world upside down with love. Yeah. And they did it. They did. And it can happen again and
0: Rome did Rome doesn't exist anymore. No. All these right. <laughs> nations come and nations go. Yeah. Empires come, empires go. Mm-hmm. America's only been around for a few hundred years. Yeah. I mean not even as long as the Irish pub I was in. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and so I think it's a great reminder. And so I don't I don't think I mean it's cool that people are trying to rebrand the perspective that we have of Jesus, but one thing I find is that people I rarely find people who have an issue with jesus like you can't read anything it's he that's been that he said mm-hmm. or done i just yeah it's they have an issue with what the church has created yeah out of this and so yeah. you know that's a great reminder for me and for you it's like we are the church yeah so we can't talk about the church out there <laughs> we're that's right what, that's what hurts so much that's when you're like oh, yeah no you know because uh, it's I it's know. being blamed on the church and as much as i want to disconnect with it and that but i yeah. We are part of the church, yeah. the global church. Yeah. And uh, and so that's hmm. sad reality. Yeah. But also I think I'm hopeful, even this, the series that we're in right now is we're talking about all those things. What yeah. does it look like to not just go to church? And I would just mm-hmm. encourage you, challenge you. Maybe you don't go to church. Maybe you should find a church. If you say, ah, I, used to, I went to church, I don't like it anymore. The hypocrites are that. Okay, you're going to find those in all of them. Yeah. But find a church that really does believe that trying to live like Jesus, look like Jesus, mm-hmm. serve like Jesus, yeah. give like Jesus, is the ideal, and it yes. is what we're striving for. Find a place like that, yeah, and and, and invest yourself, yeah, in serving and mm-hmm. giving, and loving, yeah, and doing outreach. And we got so many cool things planned this Christmas season mm-hmm. that I'm excited just even to talk yeah. about with our church, all the different ministries and things that we're going to impact. the the teenage foster care things that we're going to be doing for prison ministry. We've got some mm. incredible things happening in prisons around here. A forgotten group of people yeah. that there are people in our church and others that are passionate about just taking hope to and seeing amazing things happen yeah. with their families. Just incredible stuff. Uh, the food pantry, driven ministry. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be talking about them all. And these are things, these are why we give. Yes, this is why we give, yeah, and absolutely. so this is we want to make a difference in this world, and so yeah. if if the church needs a rebrand, it's never going to happen as an organization or a denomination. It's going to happen when people encounter you and me. Yeah, yep. when they encounter us, yeah, that is the brand. Yeah, that they see of Jesus or the church. Yep, and so I'm glad you had a cool trip. Cool. Yeah, but I, I want to make sure that we that we represent Jesus well. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this conversation. Yeah. And I'm jealous. I wish I could go to Ireland. Add Ireland to your bucket list. Okay. I'm gonna have to put Ireland on the bucket list. I wouldn't honestly I probably wouldn't put it on my list if we went through remember all the vacation places that we wanted to go. I wouldn't wouldn't have either. I wouldn't have put it on my bucket list, but you're kind of making me want to. And I love the countryside stuff more than the city. So Yeah. So I I need to see these pictures. Oh. Did you even post stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I, I posted I don't, I, I, on social media, so I didn't really yeah. look, but I need to see pictures and so make sure you travel, make sure you represent Jesus wherever you go. And so if you're tuning into this, thank you for joining us. We hope you're getting ready for a Christmas season. We'll probably talk about some Christmas stuff in weeks to come, yep. talk about the holidays, talk about what you're doing for Christmas, but I would encourage you, if you're not in a church, get connected to yep. a church. If you're in the central Ohio area, we'd love to have you at X-Church. Um, that's our heartbeat and our mission is we want to represent Jesus. And I hope if you are a follower of Jesus, live your life in such a way that you represent Jesus. So remember when you go to the gym, make sure you put a (laughs) smile on your face, even if you don't feel like it, Be chipper and represent Jesus wherever you go. So thank you for joining us with us and you can share and you can, what are all the things you're going to email us? Email us and, and I'll the podcast at the X dot church. I should at least say the email address. If, if you're new, n- if you've never taken time to we rate and review us. We we love 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 yeah. The hell. Yeah. It's easy. All you have to do is click five stars and say, these guys <laughs> are the greatest that I've ever heard. And no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for joining us until next week. Have a great one.